0: today that a play about hillary clinton will open on broadway next year and if it's anything like the real hillary it'll run for 30 years and never win anything
1: (laughs) (laughs) what uh, that was nothing you had to work on that punchline i didn't like the punchline she was a u.s senator Yeah. Uh, yeah and she won the the fight to uh discredit and humiliate monica lewinsky and Paula Jones and oh Anita Broderick, who were sexual assault victims, she won that battle. Uh, get to the real news: toilet paper on the
2: shoe. Yeah, I saw. I've seen that story. Have you seen the picture of the president getting on Air Force One? Clearly, something stuck to the bottom of his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators are trying to figure that out. <laughs> no, no, I did not. It's Not see quite that. as exciting as uh, what Hillary coughed up. Remember that story <laughs> back during the campaign? <laughs> right. It's green. Um, also. If you've got attractive hands or feet or a nose or a neck or knees or whatever, you can make a living off of it. Oh, I remember the famous Seinfeld hand model (laughs) episode. (laughs) Now more than ever, uh, here's a woman who makes $30,000 a year just by posting pictures on Instagram of her feet. And she's a oh, that's a perv thing. Isn't average-ish it? looking woman, well above average looking woman, but not extraordinary. But right. apparently, her feet are attractive enough. Nice. Uh, and she makes thirty k a year. Just and just pictures of her feet in various locales. Here, here are my feet at the restaurant. Here are my feet by the pool. But, but, here are my but feet again, at
1: sunset. It, uh, is she using that to sell sandals and cream and no, toenail products? No, 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 So no. it's for pervs. It's
2: the number of people who want to see her attractive feet. Wow. There's enough of them for her to make $30,000 off Instagram. Wow. God, I, I wish I had anything. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Maybe I, don't, I do, and I don't know it. The backs of my knees might be
1: extraordinary. I don't start, know. Just start posting body parts. Yeah, so exactly. Until
2: something, until something gets traction. Exactly. I have very
1: short and evenly cut fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking myself over. My arms are very hairy. Do you need a, a, a market for that? Oh, you haven't seen hot
2: earlobes? Oh, yeah. He put he puts different earlobe pictures on every day.
1: He's got the greatest earlobes you've ever seen. Yeah, I've been featured on medium-sized AdamsApple.com.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you got that story?
2: God, I hate to even bring this up. So the vote has happened. The preliminary vote, uh, Kavanaugh and the Republicans won that, 52-49. Kavanaugh, um, I'm not going to mention this here. It's an it's another Kavanaugh thing, and yeah, I don't want to, I just, I wanted to put a little final note on it, but now I can't stomach it. Wow. I'll, I'll cough up something green. Wow. If I
1: mention that. All right. Enough it's gonna, said. It's going to kill me. So, uh it was funny, we got an email earlier, I suppose I could click over, I like to give people credit, uh, you can email us anytime at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, that's the actual uh, email address, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, and, and a lot of people send along stuff, hey, did you guys see this? And, and y'all are great at, at keeping an eye out for really good stuff that we'll want to talk about. And we really need to give you credit more. But uh, we got a note from somebody, I can't find it, um, asking the question, quoting Mark Twain, if you uh, don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do, you're misinformed. And they said they increasingly believe that. Which do you think is better? uninformed or misinformed yeah our, our answer remains i think what oh, it's always been i think in a lot of cases you'd be better off uh uninformed and just follow your gut uh, on the other on hand, hand th- take in a variety of sources and, and you'll get somewhere close to informed. you have to either
2: put work into it or stay out of it in between you're better off you're absolutely better off uninformed yeah yeah. And unless you're going to check a variety of sources and do, do a little work, you're better off not looking at it at all. And on breaking news, you're absolutely better off being uninformed. Breaking news on a big story? No. Nah, you're going he- to be taken down the wrong road.
1: For instance, did you hear that Amazon is raising their minimum wage to $15 an hour? Of course I did. Of course you did. Huge story. The media love it. They reported it like crazy. Well, it turns out in a um, blog post explaining the changes, the delivery giant revealed this would come at the expense of various bonus schemes. Um, At the moment, workers are given a single Amazon share worth almost $2,000 when they join, an additional share for every year they work. Hmm. They hold on to the shares for two years. They can cash them in tax-free. The scheme would now be phased out in favor of a share-save scheme, which will allow workers to buy shares at a discounted rate. Um
2: they and Amazon either thinks that's
1: uh, better motivation or it's saving them money. Meanwhile, bonuses, which allow staff to earn back 8% of their salary per month and 16% in busy periods around Christmas for hitting performance targets, are also being scrapped. Okay. According to one British workers' union, this will wipe out half of the value of the pay increase for the average Amazon warehouse worker.
2: Well, then I would say in this particular case, you are much better off being uninformed than than hearing the original story
1: yeah i don't I don't know honestly, I find that question too vexing and angels dancing on the head of a pinish, but um that is something isn't it um, so Some it staffers it... are complaining they will lose money due to the changes
2: you know, I rolled my eyes at it anyway, I assumed you know i i well, I'll tell you what I didn't think. And that's what the the way the media was portraying. It. I didn't think that all of a sudden, out of the kindness of their hearts, they at Amazon just decided to give minimum wage workers more money.
1: No, I didn't think
2: that for a second. No, but
1: I, that's the way it was portrayed, of course, in the media. I would say the world's most profitable company, or if they aren't, they're you know certainly among them, uh, and and certainly biggest in terms of footprint around the globe, um, is having trouble hiring people because of low unemployment, and gets enough bad publicity, they decided to do this. Right. And so, you know, it's ultimately self-serving, which is the way it's supposed to be. That's what the free market is. If everybody pursues an exchange that is to their liking, everybody wins. You know how much they should pay their employees? Unless you're, you know, know, uh, especially pathetic, and I mean that in the sincere sense, not as an insult, then, you know, society steps up and helps you.
2: They're going to pay however much they have to pay to get employees to do as good a job as they need
1: to have done. And to get people to like the company and continue to use it. The end. Right. The end. (laughs) And any bureaucrat that thinks, no, 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 we'll plan out how much they should pay and who they should pay and what they should charge. And the rest of it is a uh, delusional ego monster.
2: Mm, Some people say bald heads. There are some people that show off their bald heads on uh, Instagram. I just can't imagine (laughs) what is wrong with people. Who, who has the time for this? That's another good question. I, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm at work and, uh, oh, it's three o'clock. I got to check today's Instagram foot picture from that woman that I follow. What? There, there's another lifestyle being lived out there that I read about that has nothing to do with the life I live. Right. And am I the outlier or are they? I think you clearly are. In terms of, apparently, in terms of uh, social media taken in.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I became aware that a distant relative of mine is a angry, militant far lefty on social media. Um, and I refuse to even look at any of her her posts. I just don't want it. Um, it's interesting, though. She's part of the culture. She's in academia. And uh, she spends a lot of time venting her spleen on social media venting her spleen so you got that you got looking at hot chicks and or feet venting your spleen sounds like a pirate threat like all, well assuming they knew what spleens were I'll vent your spleen mm. No, it's, it's <laughs> uh,
2: I'm it's expressing anger this reminds me of something before we go to break so um uh, Sam had a substitute teacher last
1: week which was oh, exciting for them thankless task <laughs> I have a friend who does that oh that's hard work
2: but anyway at some point and I don't remember the complete context, but um, at some point, yeah, our substitute teacher said that your penis does this. No! And, I said, what? and, and, and Lauren, I said, what? Your substitute teacher said, what about your penis? And uh, yeah, your penis does this. If you blankety blank, your penis does this. I don't remember it, but it doesn't matter. <sighs> and I, I said, and, so what were you talking about studying where your teacher brought up the penis? Did he actually say penis? Well, bladder—that means penis, right? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay, that's fine, and we got into that, which is fine. But there you go, little anatomy lesson. Yeah, I'm glad we got that settled before you know. I'm... They're good friends, but they're not the same.
1: They work together.
2: Before I, you know, got into the, I had to call anybody and say, why is the, why are they talking about the penis in third grade? Oh, that's funny. And in what context? No, 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 bladder. <laughs> that's funny. Bladder means penis, right? That's funny. Well,
1: as far as he's concerned, it's for uh, urinating, period. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, the times that are to come. <laughs> the days ahead will be long and interesting. Oh, will they, Brett Kavanaugh? Thanks for that. That was perfectly fair. Uh,
2: what millennials think... Everybody's always talking about that, right? Well, male millennials and female millennials have different opinions. Oh, my. Pretty starkly. That's kind of interesting. Among other things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation. The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show. Floor.
2: And let's dance. Sounds good to me. Kids were having a dance-off contest on the trampoline yesterday. Had to be a judge. Mm. Another tie. No tie. A lot of ties. <laughs> um, um, very
1: uh, competitive. A lot of contests at your house. Yeah, I think they just like the judging them against each other to weed out the weak from the
2: they, strong. They don't seem to care who wins. They just like the judging part. Wow. Um. So the late night comics took on the Kavanaugh investigation. I expect to be annoyed by this. <laughs> uh, and then I have another Kavanaugh nugget that is out today in the Wall Street Journal. Well played. Even though the voting is all but over. Uh, so
1: how do you? Your, Joe is going to grade this? Oh yeah, I will. I'll give Speaking each comedian a letter grade. I will judge them harshly and uh, but even handedly. Like Joe does judge not Kavanaugh. go for a tie. He boots somebody out of the comedy business. Banned them for life. That's right. Let's hear them. The FBI finished its report
2: on Kavanaugh this morning and delivered it to the U.S. Capitol at 4 a.m. And this is crazy. The delivery guy actually passed Kavanaugh stumbling home from the bar.
0: So the
2: FBI report that was supposed to be limited to one week somehow got whittled down to five days. It's done. And when all was said and, and finished, the White House said they found no corroborating evidence of sexual assault. It's amazing how much you won't find when you don't look for it. It really is. <laughs>
1: The FBI report was actually handed over to the Senate in the pre-dawn hours. Well, it was pre-dawn in Washington, D.C., but as Brett Kavanaugh said, hey, man, it's five o'clock somewhere.
2: (laughs) So two, he's a drunk jokes, and
1: one, the FBI investigation
2: was a sham joke.
1: Well, that was a load of crap (laughs) and annoying as predicted. It's a rare radio show that airs something it's pretty certain (laughs) will annoy the audience. (laughs) I give Fallon a C- minus for his weak effort. Kimmel got a C plus just because it was a nice turn of a phrase. It's amazing what you can't find when you don't look. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corden with a C-, plus being deducted a full grade for being a foreigner. Somebody check his papers. Corden <laughs> banned from Comedy for Life. It's about time.
2: People who were paying attention at the time still talk about Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas, and so there, there will be a takeaway from this event for decades to come, mm. and it'll probably annoy me the rest of my life. <laughs> but I would something like,
1: to look forward but to. But I would
2: like this to be the takeaway. As the Wall Street Journal has a story out today, is it true or not? I don't know. I mean, the Wall Street Journal obviously thought it was true. They're a legitimate newspaper. That a friend of Doctor Ford's was pressuring Leland. I'll call her Leland because that's how Doctor Ford referred to her in her testimony. Well, that's her first name. Well, right, but right. they call her Miss Kaiser everywhere else.
1: Oh, yeah. There are too many people involved and never, now. And I never, and
2: I always forget, oh, that's on, right, yeah. that's Leland, because I remember the Leland stuff. Right. Uh, Leland, um, uh, Wall Street Journal says that Dr. Ford had some uh, friends that were pressuring Leland to change her story. And to me, the takeaway from the whole thing should be this sentence that we've known for weeks, by the way, from Leland. It was in the testimony. We've known it for weeks. She was the person. That Dr. Ford says was closest to her at the time, was at the party. They all ran around together with Kavanaugh. This was her star witness. And Leland said, and I quote, and her friends were trying to get her to, to, to water this down a little but She said, and I quote, two weeks ago, she does not know Mr. Kavanaugh and has no recollection of ever being at a party or gathering where he was present. To me, that's the takeaway from this whole thing. Right. The star witness for Mrs. Ford, for Ms. Ford, says, I don't know Kavanaugh. I mean, Ford's saying they all ran around together at parties and stuff like that. Everybody knew everybody. She said, I don't know him, and I never was at a party like that. Yeah. The end, to me. Yeah. And the FBI couldn't find any more in that. All right, what are you going to do? Right. The, The person quoted in the big hearing that the whole world watched said, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: You're never going to satisfy people. You're never going to satisfy my angry relative who vents her spleen on social media. You're never going never to satisfy the uh, the people marching, screeching in the streets against Kavanaugh. It's just, I don't know. You just have that, to learn to live with it. That's
2: the nugget I'm going to use any time it comes up in a uh, bar conversation or a barbecue conversation 15 years from now. Right. I'm going to use that one. Um, millennials. Well, People talk about what millennials think all the time. and Probably I was-
1: too much, so this had better be good. Or it'll be two annoying things in a row when I'm tuning out. Millennials are now the largest
2: generation in America. That's right, yeah, just sheer weight. So you wield a fair amount of political uh, power when you're just the biggest number of people.
1: And again, uh, Millennials uh, 38 uh, at the older end to... They got 22 to 37 here. Fair enough. Um, You know, there aren't actual generations. I mean, you don't like... The sperm doesn't change or, or, you know... There's not a mark off. The, the, the politicians don't pass laws saying, all right, a baby born today is the next generation. Well, and these
2: generations are so wide, uh, I, I I can come, be obese. Up, I could come up with a couple of 37-year-olds who have nothing to do with a couple of 22-year-olds. Sure. Nothing to do. Right. Um, they, they barely recall when they were 22, and their life is quite a bit different at this point, and their attitudes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, having said that... Um, you hear millennials are uh, more open to socialism, and this wasn't socialism is not defined in any of these things. It's their whatever their perception of socialism is, um, and the, and that's true overall. But men are twice as likely as women to be open to socialism. Twice as likely. I'm shocked
1: by that. Twenty-seven dollars. I'm 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 blown away. I was expecting you were going to say women more than men.
2: And a, a candidate who calls, the refers to themselves as a socialist, 37% of millennial men said that would make them more likely to vote, only 19% of millennial women. So again, almost twice as many men as women like the idea, the term socialist with a candidate.
1: Wow. For, That's a pretty big divide, a for, double. For the longest time in political science, you would jokingly refer to the Democrat Party as the mommy party and the Republican Party as the daddy party. Um, and, and they would compromise and find a sweet spot that would have a practical, um, yet uh, compassionate government. That is really interesting. Well, just goes to show cliches aren't all that useful. Um, Some are, and well, fun to spout.
2: Um, being politically active, that was another number that stuck out to me. Um, bah, 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 bah. Participate in a protest. 15% of millennial women said they they'd participated in a protest or demonstration. Since Trump was elected, with twice as almost twice as many men having having done that. Wow! I know. I wouldn't wow. have known those numbers. Really interesting. This is not a split. This is an overall that I thought was interesting. About a quarter to a fifth, depending on the age cutoff, uh, don't like old candidates running for president. <laughs> uh, about
1: twenty-seven dollars.
2: And then they point out that, and they they use the cutoff as sixty-five and then seventy. And it's around a quarter to a fifth, and that would rule out Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, Michael Bloomberg, a whole bunch of candidates. That about a fifth of the millennials out there that you're really appealing to when you're those candidates. say right. Nobody that
1: age. Probably worth pointing out that voter turnout increases in a very straight line sure. upward as you get older. Because you have more at stake. The desire to harness the youth vote is as old as democracy and, uh, and always uh, falls on its face. More or less. Sometimes you get a little more turning out of young voters. Disapproving of Trump among millennials. Women at 20
2: points higher than men. Millennials Mm -hmm. disapproving of Trump. Yeah. Yeah, so the the throwing around millennials think this and millennials think that. You got to break it down. Boy, and then if you broke down the age group, you'd end up with some pretty different statistics. Sure. The 35 to 37 versus 22 to 24.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: come on. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, a Kavanaugh confirmation drama not over yet. We've it's got to be over. We got an answer. The GOP senator says he can be at his daughter's wedding in Montana and still vote for Kavanaugh, both happening on the same day, how he's going to do it, and windmills, an environmental hazard. No, oh,
2: I've got a big windmill. I'll have to find out what, you a, what a monster. monster. Remind, yeah. What am I killing? Oh. Well, I'll find out. All in the way, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <gasps> no. When we get several texts from people saying the same thing, I think, okay. This must be a thing among some of you. A whole bunch of people texted that uh, millennial men claim to be socialists because they believe all the chicks are socialists, <laughs> and they want to—they want to get with them.
1: That uh, occasionally known as the "I love apple picking" too concept, <laughs> as let's positive get... Sean has described it. Yeah, what do you mean? I but... do love apple picking all, sure, all yeah. the time. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like yeah. a wonderful
2: let's thing to do on a Sunday. Let's sure. do it. Why would I want to? spend a day in my apartment when I have the internet, air conditioning, and I pay a fortune for. Why would (laughs) I want to... You want to go apple picking with some young lady this fall weekend? Sounds perfect. It is that season, That is what you want to do more than anything.
0: Yep. That would be great! (laughs) 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 Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, moving right along, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh just cleared a key procedural hurdle today. On this vote, the yeas are 51, the no's are 49. The motion is agreed to. It's an ass kicking. <laughs> Senate voting to cut off debate and proceed to a confirmation vote for the veteran federal judge. And that is expected to happen tomorrow or Sunday. Boy, I just read that Brett Stevens piece
1: in the New York Times in its entirety, finally. That's it's good. It's good. It? Yeah. it is so strong. And it's a great indictment of some of the rhetorical tri- tricks that Cory Booker and Dianne Feinstein's people wrote for her. Um, This is an ugly, ugly moment in American politics.
2: Brett Stevens, who hates Trump, uh, wrote a column saying, thank God Trump's such a bully to stand up to this crap (laughs) because nobody else was. And and in very detailed form, if you want to check it out, we have it at our website. Yeah, maybe we'll squeeze in
0: a little more of it before we go home today, but... On with the news. Meanwhile, Maine Republican Senator Susan Collins voted yes to send Kavanaugh's nomination onto the full Senate, but now she says she will reveal how she's going to vote on Kavanaugh's nomination later today, the full nomination. She has scheduled a speech on the Senate floor right around noon West Coast well, time. Okay,
2: it's your chance to make a speech and then announce your
0: vote. Yep. Okay. Well, it's, you got to get elected. That's the business she's in. Yeah. Yep. And Republican Senator Steve Dane says he is going to attend his daughter's wedding back home in Montana Selfish. on Saturday. <laughs> the same day, the Senate's going to be holding that vote. He's going to be across the country, away from D.C. Sorry, George
2: Washington said, I can't cross the Delaware. It's my daughter's birthday, and i got to be there.
1: Yeah, well, excuse me, I need to urinate on the Lincoln Memorial, <laughs> then catch a plane home said the senator, he might as well have said that. Dane's <laughs> telling
0: Fox News.
2: I've got a wedding on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal this weekend is to walk my daughter down the aisle and to see a, uni- a new United States Supreme Court justice put on, uh, okay, put on our
0: Okay, so court. you've got some kind of plan.
1: The I'm th- going to s- stop at UVA to take a crap on the grave of Thomas Jefferson <laughs> <laughs> at home, said the senator, <laughs> the who cares nothing for this beautiful country. <laughs>
0: ah, the- <laughs> the plan, <laughs> according to Daines,
2: Votes are held open mm-hmm. all the time on the floor of the U.S. Senate once a vote is called. There have been some
0: extenuating circumstances. You can go back in time and history and see where they've had to hold the vote open mm-hmm. for a member to come back and cast their vote. Absolutely. So I'll be there. So so well, there you go. He says he'll just come back after the wedding and uh, cast his vote. Yeah, that ain't so great either because, yeah.
2: you know, after the wedding there's a lot of sitting around with all the family members and everything like that for for most of the day and then maybe something that a dinner that night, maybe oh, some reception,
1: party, you, you're dancing, you're drinking. Right. you yeah. miss all that stuff, right? That's too bad. Especially if uh, old uh, Turtleface has the votes he needs. Yeah. Have Pence come down from on high and right. cast the vote as needed, and we'll get on with our business. Pres- Although they they want to avoid that symbolism.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, President Trump, by the way, praising the Senate for pushing uh, nominee Brett Kavanaugh past the uh, procedural hurdle. Trump tweeting today, very proud of the U.S. Senate for voting yes to advance the nomination of Judge Brett Kavanaugh. The president was also tweeting about protesters confronting senators and pushing them to vote no on the confirmation. On Twitter this morning, Trump uh, sent out this message. The very rude elevator screamers are paid professionals only looking to make senators look bad. Don't fall for it. Also, look at all of the professionally made identical signs paid for by Soros and others. These are not signs made in the basement from local troublemakers. That's Trump's tweet on the confrontations in the elevator. It's not a grassroots, it's astroturf, Marshall. There you go. Unemployment rates in America, lowest they've been in almost 50 years. Labor Department reporting the jobless rate fell to 3.7% in September.
2: That's really interesting. What is going on with the economy? Something is.
0: Meanwhile, meanwhile, turns out wind power is not so environmentally friendly after all. We've got a new Harvard University study found. That uh, if there was a dramatic expansion in the number of wind power turbines in the U.S., it could warm the country even more than climate change from burning coal and fossil fuels. Because of how the spinning blades disturb the layers of warm and cold air in the atmosphere.
2: What? What?
0: Go on, Marshall. You concocted some thin gruel here, everyone. another spoonful environmental scientist lee miller who's the study's lead author said some parts of the central u.s. are already seeing nights that are up to two degrees fahrenheit warmer because of nearby wind farm
1: well i also know they will make you mentally ill because of the <laughs> if you live anywhere close to the big ones mm. and there are bird cuisinarts oh well, that's true i mean they, right. i hate that's, birds Chop
0: them up! Oh, jeez! <laughs> but
2: the was re- poop it on my
0: car. Yeah, on the other. You won't on- poop on my car again, will you? <laughs> on the other side of the fence, you know, with all transparency, the researchers also said that climate change from greenhouse gas emissions is a far bigger threat be- over the long term. Because the warming caused by the wind power turbines is right. temporary. So you all
2: sit around with your panties in a wad and
1: dis- determine whether or not you think global warming's worse, or these <laughs> turbines is worse. They Let get, me know what you decide. They've got the big old conference going on uh, somewhere, Incheon, South Korea. they mm-hmm. got 130 countries, a bunch of scientists getting together, trying to figure out uh, a unified message about the global warmings and stuff, and... Uh... How to uh, lower the temperatures by a degree and a half in 50 years or something or other. Uh, One thing that's been completely unreported, because it doesn't fit the narrative, is that the U.S., which opted out of the Paris Climate Agreement, quite famously, um, lowered uh, carbon emissions by more than any of the signers. Oh, really? Isn't that something? You didn't hear that, did you? And I'm not saying it's a bad idea or anything. I just think, you know, it's kind of worth knowing
0: that's a wrap that is your news i'm marshall phillips the armstrong and getty show the conscience of the nation with a bird that we all love
2: yeah i don't want i don't want squawky to fly into a wind turbine
1: you're not like that senator gonna scrape the gum off his shoes at the ww2 monument on his way back to the senate doesn't care about his country
2: virtual reality vr is gonna i hope Get bigger and bigger in education. Got one example that sounds awesome.
1: Well, I can't wait till it's more widely available. I want to sit around and do that all the time. Yeah, I think a lot of people will. That Real be, reality is boring. That
2: might be its own problem. There should yeah, be a think? lot of people sitting around yes. doing that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The
1: conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The highway was teasing me with promises <laughs> and visions of a
0: I mentioned my uh,
2: son said that his teacher was talking about the a penis in, in class. And I said, really? what? Hmm? In what? And it was, well, oh, bladder. Bladder's the same as penis, right? No. Well, okay. They didn't say penis. They said bladder. Um, they weren't talking about the penis. But uh, so we got this text, bladder and penis, like Armstrong and Getty. Completely different, yet working together for the relief of all. <laughs> wow! Can we hire you, please?
1: <laughs> That's great. I'm
2: excited about virtual reality. Where did that come up? My wife and I were discussing it the other day. Some VR thing that had happened, and uh, she was kind of scoffing at it. And uh, she's never tried it before. And we did have somebody come in and set up a VR system. Jeez, this was a couple of years ago now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll and I'm, it's sure it's times, beyond, yeah. I'm sure it's ten times beyond. Yeah, sure, it's ten times better <laughs> now than it was then. And it just, it was mind-blowing. and oh, I,
1: I loved it. I couldn't have loved it more, I don't think.
2: I think this is going to be the future of practically everything. Certainly entertainment. But education and
1: pornography and... Yeah, uh, we might as well check that box. But yeah, um, uh, education-wise, it, it's mind-blowing. I'm so excited by that opportunity. You know, I could see myself as the kind of guy I still, I love to read, I love to learn, I love to explore. Uh, I'll be the happiest holster in the world. I'll be exploring the world and... History and technology and stuff with my goggles on. And
2: here's a perfect example of it. Um, they had the audio with some of the most amazing journalism that was done world, during World War II. They had some people recording a bombing run that left from England in 1943 to go bomb Berlin and finally put the put it to the Germans. Right after years of being bombed themselves. And here's what the audio on the plane sounds like.
0: Hey, Jimmy, try to be honest. Where is he, uh, Red Gunner? Can you see Down! 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 He's top down! He's yeah. top down! Yeah. Down! Did you shoot him down? Yeah, yeah. he's got it, boys! Right in the middle! Bloody yeah. good! Uh, he's just can't He's about there! just waving! There's some black coming at me!
2: Wow, if you couldn't wow. understand what they were saying there, they they got in a dogfight with a plane, and then the guy's saying, we got it, boys, and they're cheering. Yeah. Jeez, that's not like cheering because your soccer team just won a match.
1: Well, and uh, then at the that's end, the guy said, us. there's there's some flack coming at me. So, yeah. Oh, wow. my God. God. And the uh, the statistics for those bombing runs were uh, chilling, so, the number of guys who never came back. Back to the VR
2: part of it, This this author who writes about VR stuff said it was one of the most powerful pieces of virtual reality i've ever experienced as they recreated the the, the what it would have been like to be in the plane and uh, using all kinds of uh, photographs and, uh, and 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 talking to you know historians and experts and pilots and that sort of stuff they recreated <laughs> what it would be like to be in the plane so you can be in the plane with your virtual reality helmet on You can look around, you can walk around, you can, you can get closer to the wall and see writing and dials and all kinds of stuff like Mm -hmm. you're in the plane while having the actual audio. You know, go through your through yeah. your ears. Do they
1: have visuals of the Nazi planes and the rest of it? Yeah, or? you look outside, you see what's outside okay. the plane. Um, wow. it's, it's
2: completely your field of view, right? Like if if this is your fourth time going through it, and you want to really inspect the gear panel, yeah. uh, they're saying this is the most accurate model of this plane that exists in terms mm. of the accuracy of 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 what you're actually looking at. That's this person said, combining this recording with virtual reality has made uh, has made 1943 Berlin Blitz an incredibly effective time machine of sorts. And it uh, left me with a few tears, said this reporter. I'll bet. Yeah. I can't understand how, uh, understate how powerful this audio is with the virtual reality experience. That sounds so cool. And it's going to get so much better. And they'll be able to do this with everything. They mentioned the moon landing. Um yeah, my kids are going to get to experience some really cool educational opportunities.
1: You know, speaking of the moon landing, I saw footage of uh, one of our astronauts came down with a Russian cosmonaut, landed, I think it was yesterday, in Kazakhstan, and they showed the capsule coming down over dry land in a big parachute. And I thought, wow, that thing's coming down too fast. It's going to hurt those astronauts. And while when it's like three feet from the ground, boom, retro rockets blast for like... Half a second, and then it settles down as gentle as a summer's day. It was amazing the technology wow. these days. But anyway, uh, getting back to the bombing run, I can't remember what was the name of that dang movie. I was watching it. I think I was when sick Harry or met something. Sally. No, that's not it. There are several movies, Jack. That's one of them. <laughs> um. It was about the uh, the uh, bombing missions, the Americans and the Brits during World War II. Was it Dunkirk? Were you watching Dunkirk? No, no, no. On it Golden was an old, old movie. <laughs> All right, listen. Next guy to throw out a dumbass movie title, we're fighting. Um, semi. I, this is this is serious. It was about the period of World War II, fairly early in our involvement, where the um the nighttime bombing runs weren't effective enough, so they started ordering the pilots and crews to do daytime bombing runs where they were getting picked out of the sky like crazy, and the death rates were absolutely horrifying. And this movie was not only about that, and it was obviously dramatized somewhat, but it was also about how their commanding officers could only last so long Then all of them cracked up because they were sending so many guys to their deaths. And they had to keep them psyched up. They had to get them in their planes. They had to get the crews together. And then they'd, they'd stand there at the airfield saying, one, two, three. They'd get up to 11. God, we lost seven today. Oof. And then they'd have to do it again the next day. Well,
2: Churchill and, uh, said, never have so few given to so much to so many. Yeah. Um, so on the virtual reality stuff, the, so if you've never done this before, we did the. I did the one where we uh, wore this thing and I was walking around on a sunken ship. And because of the way the brain works, you
1: believe it. Yeah. It's not like you have to try to believe it. You can't help believing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's almost the opposite of suspension of disbelief. You have to remind yourself over and over again, if I step over here, I will not plunge to my death.
2: Right. I'm not going to I'm not going to fall down. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm not underwater. Yeah, you have to work at reminding yourself this is fake as opposed to the other way around. Mm-hmm and uh and it's going to get better and better and god they'll be able to do that with everything i assume you'll be able to visit every cool place on
1: earth through vr i don't know what that's going to do to travel it won't be good enough until they have smellovision vision <laughs> <That's right. laughs> i'm sorry i'm very drunk smellovision
2: <laughs> uh with the, the
1: the odors
2: yeah i haven't uh, they've been telling me about smellovision since i was
1: a little kid and it I mean, hasn't if, happened yet if but. i'm in cairo i want to smell the camel dung you know You do? I I don't don't smell. I don't. I'm I'm No, it's it's part of the experience to me. I want to smell the funky smells of the bazaar, the body odor of the sweaty uh, inhabitants.
2: Reminds me a friend veterinarian of ours sent a picture the other day. She just sent a picture. And it was a monkey on top of her truck with a condom in its mouth. And she said (sighs) and she said, funny story behind this. (laughs) I'll have to tell you some other time.
1: (laughs) Wow. I think the first ever Armstrong and Getty short story writing contest has just begun. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. One page or less. Yeah. Funny story behind the monkey on my truck with a condom in its mouth. Oh, my God. Dot, dot, dot. Take it away, everybody. (laughs) Keep it clean if you can. You can't. You
2: shouldn't. <laughs> Speaking of travel, have you seen uh, Melania in her safari gear? I have. She makes it all work, doesn't she? Well, oh, oh, she's please. a professional model, she's a beautiful woman. Oh, uh, but uh, she's uh, checking out the the baby elephants now.
1: That's Sorry, the, <laughs> that's the be- baby elephant walk. If you're a fan Michael, of old time, you dig music. it up. That's uh, uh, classic. Well, how can too. you not be? It's sure. to me, it's up there with Beethoven's Fifth, among the greatest compositions ever.
2: Melania is over in Africa checking out uh, baby elephants and baby rhinos, and she's got the full-on I'm a model. This would be the best-looking safari gear. I can come up with thing going. Sure. Which is, you know,
1: that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's highlighting, and I think this is an I with you, I join you in your brave stance against giving a damn about anything any first lady does ever. Right. We don't have royals in America. We elect representatives. Anyway, she's highlighting the enormous good that U.S. foreign aid does around the world, which I think Americans might enjoy. And I also don't mind the idea of the globe uh, taking notice and saying, "Oh yeah, that's right. That incredible decline in AIDS is because of the U.S. of A."
2: No, it wasn't Rudy. This texter guest. that's not the movie either.
1: Come to the station. We're fighting. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.